From Phoenician to Spanish, Greek to Arab, Palermo has had more invasions and rulers than just about anywhere else in Europe. And today the city is still something of an exotic mystery to foreigners and Italians alike. Some things, however, are more simple. Abundant ingredients from lemons to pistachios, orange salads to huge swordfish, Palermo has a cuisine that gets the mouths of those stuck on the peninsula watering. The city is also famous for darker traditions. The mafia, bridled with chronic corruption, has dogged the city, and the many crumbling palazzi are a sad, if beautiful, testament to urban mismanagement. Despite this, Sicily's capital ticks by just fine. At Mondello, Liberty and Art Deco era villas line a crystal blue sea. Palermo exudes a surprising calm. Gardens and tree-lined boulevards take visitors to great 19th century theatres. The Politeama and the Teatro Massimo, a stone's throw next to it, are some of the biggest in the country. Routine still dominates. Fruit-shaped marzipan or cassata made from sweetened ricotta should be enjoyed at the neighbourhood bar. And in Palermo, all but essential activity should cease during the hottest hours of the day. Sometimes suspicious, usually totally charming, the Palermitans have welcomed, or at least tolerated, foreign visitors for millennia. And as you sip an almond, crushed ice granita in the shadow of a Byzantine treasure, it's not hard to see why they keep coming. Once known as the Pearl of South Asia, Colombo today is a city in flux, a capital where old and new, past and present regularly meet and shake hands. It's been just four years since civil war ended on this island of 21 million people, but today change is wildly afoot. Nowhere represents Sri Lanka's transformation like Colombo. The capital has turned from a war-torn bunker into a city of success and opportunity. Tourism has rocketed and business is booming. Locals who once fled the capital are now coming back to invest, rebuild and share their optimism for the future. Not many capitals can do what Colombo has done in so short a time frame. With the help of a World Bank grant, Colombo's officials are cleaning up the city. They're investing in green cycling and public transport schemes and restoring its historic buildings. There are, of course, still teething problems, but this multicultural port city looks set to once again be the pearl it once was. From what we've seen, Colombo has every reason to shine even more than it already does. When Tel Aviv got its reputation as a sun-drenched party city on the Mediterranean, Israel was a much different country. Political violence kept Israelis from fully embracing their unofficial capital city. The situation is different today. Tel Aviv is buzzing with an energy of innovation, fueled by the city's booming startup sector. While one can still find the brittle hedonism which made the city famous, it has matured. New restaurants striking an impossible balance between Middle Eastern and European influences are now the talk of the town. The city's plentiful cafes have become incubators of the tech spirit and feel more popular than the clubs. Tel Aviv's coastline remains the city's cultural engine, but new hotel projects have taken over historic downtown buildings in an effort to preserve Tel Aviv's confused but inspiring architectural jewels. Tel Aviv's newfound maturity comes amidst the backdrop of an increasingly uncertain Middle East. While the city is in the process of coming to terms with its tense history, it can sometimes feel far removed from the rest of the region. Yet the spirit of creativity permeating the city contains the slight promise that a mature Tel Aviv just might foster elusive links with the region and the world. Unlike other Southeast Asian cities, Chiang Mai doesn't seem in a hurry to catch up with the rest of the world. 
While Bangkok is the throbbing commercial centre of Thailand, Chiang Mai is the country's spiritual heart, a city with a strong cultural identity, a respect for history, and an astonishing number of gold-trimmed Buddhist temples. Part of this is due to its isolation in the verdant mountains of northern Thailand. Chiang Mai was once the capital of the separate Lana Kingdom, which ruled over large parts of Laos and Burma before being incorporated into modern-day Thailand in the late 1800s. Chiang Mai still feels a world apart from the bustling Thai capital in the south. The city is charming and compact, comprised of low-slung bungalows shaded by flame trees and surrounded by lush gardens. The cost of living is amazingly cheap. And the trappings of materialism have largely been kept at bay. Locally run roadside restaurants far outnumber Western fast food chains. All of this has attracted an incredibly diverse population. There are monks from villages along the Burmese border who come to study in monasteries, and Thai artists, filmmakers and musicians who've gravitated toward the creative Niman neighbourhood. In recent years, young entrepreneurs have migrated here from places like Germany and Finland to set up high-tech startups. As a result, Chiang Mai has an energy and sophistication that belies its small size of 250,000 people. The cafes in the Niman district make some of the best espressos in Southeast Asia, and at night, the bars fill with fashionable young Thais listening to the latest up-and-coming Chiang Mai bands. It's impossible not to adapt to the Chiang Mai lifestyle after only a couple of days in the city. It's also easy to see why many people come for a visit and never end up leaving. Costa Rica's capital city, San Jose, is in many ways the antithesis of the image the world has been sold of the country. Slightly frenetic, built atop concrete, yet nevertheless filled with charm, San Jose is home to nearly a third of the country's population. As capital cities sometimes do, it's long filled the role as Costa Rica's arbiter of commerce, politics, and culture. While San Jose's rambling metropolitan area stretches across the hilly Central Valley into the country's rural hinterlands, its historic core is composed of densely urbanized districts connected by winding sidewalks and vibrant green parks. Within the bounds of San Jose, one finds some of Central America's top universities alongside a youthful population that lends the city a liveliness not found in Costa Rica's more subdued parts. And while the 20th century gave San Jose its fair share of bland concrete towers and a mild penchant for suburbanization, more and more residents are finding themselves returning to the city's historic central neighborhoods and embracing the grit that accompanies living in an urban core. A growing number of cafes, galleries, and shops signal the increased vibrancy of the city, and a young and eager population leads us to believe that life in San Jose is adding a new dimension to a country better known for sleepy life outside the city walls.